Welcome back to another episode of Other People's Lives. I'm Greg Dybeck. I'm Joe Sanagato. For those of you who are just listening, you can now uh, watch our show on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash other people's lives for that. Yes, and as usual, we've got the guest on the line. Uh, why don't you tell the viewers and listeners what we'll be talking about today? Okay, so uh, today I guess we'll be talking about preppers. So when you say preppers, what exactly do you mean? What do you mean by that? Preppers are people who uh, prepare for, uh, I guess, disasters or incoming disasters, things that uh, might disrupt your life for a long period of time. This is what we prepare for. Yeah, I've heard, I don't know if this is like a term you use, but I think a lot of people refer to it as like doomsday preppers. Is that accurate? No, not even close, because doomsday means that, that it's the end of the world. Um, nothing we get ready for is the end of the world because you can't prepare for the end of the world because it's the end. Um, so it's a, it's a, a heist. It's a Hollywood term. It's a term mm -hmm. to get more people to watch your TV shows or read your books, but it's not a real term. Cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to, I think, clear that up because I think the idea of prepping is something that, you know, there's obviously a lot of misconceptions around. Um, and I think something that has kind of been seen under the Hollywood lens, like you've said, where, um, you know, it's people, I guess, essentially like survivalists who are um, kind of preparing and gathering a lot of supplies for, you know, certain disasters. Um, but that's obviously not how, you know, I think the average person is going about their life in terms of preparation. Um, so can see why it kind of falls under that, you know, Hollywood lens of something, uh, you know, a lifestyle to look at in a strange way. Right. So I'm kind of curious, like, what exactly do you specifically prepare for and how do you exactly go about that? Like, what, what's the most essential um, part of prepping? The essential part of prepping is uh, food and water, right? All the other gadgets and the, you know, and the doodahs, those are just, like, things you need, but it's not. Um, it's not essential. Food and water are essential. You need, you need that to survive, right? Then if you have um, medical ailments, whatever that is, diabetes, heart problems, uh, lung problems, you're going to need your medication. So medications are also part of that essential. Uh, and then communication, but that comes like last because communication, you don't really, I mean, it's, it's nice to communicate to, with other people, but it's not, um, it's not essential. Right. It's, it's good to know what's going on around you and what people are going through. But food, water and your, your medicines are essential. Anything that's going to keep you alive. So how much food and water do you say that you have like ready packed up in your place? In my apartment right now, I would say probably eight or nine months. Wow. So you're just like non-perishable, I'm assuming canned foods or frozen meats or what well yeah frozen meats but it's, it's more canned goods i mean the frozen meats are a luxury right so if the power goes out now you gotta you gotta eat like you know i don't know something like 20 pounds or 30 pounds of meat in uh in a few days that is right um there's ways of going about it cooking it salting it and then letting it and preserving it you can do that as well um but especially during the winter months, but the, like I said, the frozen meats and frozen vegetables, those are luxuries. So until you lose the power, 
those are part of your food supply. Uh, and then after you lose power, you only got maybe a week or two at best. Um, depends on your cooler system and how you keep it cool. You add that in there as well. But canned goods, MREs, uh, those camping uh, camping foods, those are way to go because those things last a long time. What are some of the other things that you have in terms of supplies? Like, can you kind of walk us through, you know, what your apartment looks like, um, how all this is stored, packaged, um, and I guess how like quickly accessible it is to get all these things. Well, the food and the food and water are are, are like pretty much out in the open. Um, water we we have stored, but we're not even looking, we're not entertaining that yet because we have um, we still have running water. Mm-hmm. You know, should that get shut down, now we have to we have to rely on our, our water supply. What about um, things like weapons or things like that might be needed in different environments, like wilderness, for example, or something like that? Well, you like weapons? Huh? You talking about weapons? Yeah, yeah. And just anything else that like, um, you know, cause we've, I've seen, um, obviously you've been covered before for this, um, where it seems like you have a lot of kind of like equipment, like ready at your disposal, um, and like weapons. I think I saw a bulletproof vest and things like that. Well, I mean, I don't have any stuff. So, um, I refuse to pay, you know, like a gun license for $500 and, 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 you know, I don't know, uh, two hundred dollars to get a weapon uh, when it's supposed. It's supposedly our, our, you know, our constitutional right. Uh, but because I, I refuse to pay it, I don't have any weapons. I mean, the closest I get to a weapon is a is a, a fancy uh, display sword, samurai sword, and a baseball bat. That's probably about as it's about as good as it gets for me. So what what inspired you? Um, you know, to kind of take on this lifestyle and explore it. Because um, I know you're in New York City, which is interesting, um, as are we. And, you know, we live in an environment where, I mean, we'll, the two of us will be the first to admit that I don't think we're prepared for much. And I think we live in kind of uh, the luxury of convenience and everything at our disposal. So especially being in, you know, an urban area like this, um, what, what inspired you to start prepping? Well, I read a book, and in this book, the power goes out for a long period of time. And when you read the book, there's a part in the book that, that sticks out in mind. It's just, it's where the people are starving, the people in town are starving. And they, they the hero of the book goes, I wish I would have had gotten more before this happened. And him just saying that was like, holy shit. So then you finish reading the book, and then you go to the end, and Newt Gingrich is talking about how this is a possibility, how it's a real possibility considering we have like six nuclear warheads missing um, and not the United States, but Russia. And they're floating around the world somewhere and any of these terrorists can launch this, these missiles and detonate an EMP, electric magnetic pulse, and shut down the power grid of the United States and or any other country that they want to target. So after seeing how real it was and, and then going to the EMP dot, uh, empcommission.org's website and looking at that, you're like, this shit is real. So I started preparing. How long ago did you read this book? Oh, shit. I think 10 years ago. Oh, so you've been prepping for that long? Yeah, about about eight years now, right? So I would, I would probably say 
Uh, nine years ago, I read the book. What are some of the, you know, disasters that you have in mind when it comes to prepping? Like, I'm sure I assume there's not one situation that you're prepping for, but, you know, what would kind of fall under um, a list of like disasters or, or things that could occur where prepping would come in handy? Uh, the financial collapse, like what we're seeing now. Um, pandemic, which we're seeing now. Hurricanes, earthquakes, which just happened in... Where the hell was that earthquake? I believe in Utah. Utah, okay. Um, <clears throat> tornadoes, storm, fire apartment, lost the jobs, which we're seeing now. It's a, a multitude of things. Martial law, mm-hmm. which you know I keep hearing might be happening soon. Um, so there's a, like I said, it's a multitude of things you get ready. Blackouts, right? So it's it's a multitude of things. So would and you feel confident that you would be prepared for anything like that to, I guess on the extreme end of the spectrum, if you know, there were, there was like civil unrest or a natural disaster or a terrorist attack. Um, and you had to kind of like move your family, um, you know, and get out You're like, you're confident on your kind of like survival skills and the prepping that you've done. Survival skills. Yes. Um, Moving my preps, that would be an issue, right? Because it's it's a lot to move, you know. Now, in, in, in hindsight, with everything happening, I wish I would have gotten, you know, like a, a little bug-out shelter somewhere else. But, um, you know, such is life. What's a bug-out shelter? So a bug-out shelter is, is, is a, a home away from home where you go to get away from, let's say, the city, right? So if you live in a city like I do, you want a location where it's less populated. It's considered a bug out location or a bug out shelter. Hmm. Interesting. So I've seen like there's that show. I mean, Doomsday Preppers, like they have like underground bunkers, all these things, and they stack all the food and, you know, whatever, like hygienic supplies or, or whatever. Um, so I guess that's kind of what you're referring to, where it would be like a separate location where you could store all this stuff. It doesn't necessarily take up space in your current living situation but you do have a place to go to where it's stocked up um so that you can survive whatever natural disaster whatever is uh affecting the world right um i mean yeah i guess that's a i guess it's like just a sort of a, a harder question to answer okay so, I mean, currently we're going through like coronavirus and the pandemic in the world. And, you know, I think there's going to be like a shelter in place kind of thing into in effect pretty soon, probably. Um, but you feel confident that your apartment, you're totally, you're good to go. You have everything you need. Is there anything that you don't have that you like wish you had more of at the moment? Wish I had more of. I wish I had weapons. I know that much. Um, that. You know, listen. It, every time we I touch on the weapons thing, it pisses me off because it, it, it's 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 something that you need to protect yourself with. And yet, we are entering an era right now where the possibility of needing one becomes more and more every day. And that's what I wish I had. Like as far as food goes and medicines and things like that, I think we're squared away. We're squared away for about a year or so. Um, if we start rationing off right away, I can extend this probably to uh, eighteen months. Um, but uh, 
the only thing I wish we had more were weapons. You have your fear that people are going to start looting and breaking into places, and is that? Yeah, if if there's a lockdown, if there's a shortage on food, there's a shortage on water, people will be uh, crime will skyrocket. Crime in New York City was skyrocketing as it is, um, just because of that whole bail reform bullshit. But now that you're, you're, you're if cops start getting sick and there's less than them on the street, crime's going to go up. If there's no food, crime is definitely going to spike. If there's no water, forget it, right? So the essentials that preppers store, people want. Right. Yeah, and I think, you know, what's interesting, because Joe just mentioned coronavirus, you know, we're, I think the average person is starting to experience, um, you know, the thought of prepping probably for the first time in their lives. I know for me, um, I'm not panic buying or anything like that, but there is just kind of that, I guess, like innate, sense in us that okay when when there's uncertainty on the horizon um when there could be some sort of civil unrest we want to prepare but you know we don't most people are not preparing until it kind of hits that sort of breaking point which i think we see now um with panic buying with stores running out of things with maybe people buying too much of even the wrong thing like toilet paper um but it is interesting that you know now um you know everyone is kind of thinking in a bit of a prepper mindset where I think in the past um, it was something that was laughable to a lot of people, something that had a lot of misconceptions where, you know, people would just assume like, you know, you're crazy if you're prepping so much, nothing's going to happen. What's the problem? You know, the the world's not going to end. There's not going to be a disaster. And we obviously find ourselves in a different environment right now. Well, absolutely. Right. So now the, the, the whole woulda, coulda, shoulda is starting to hit a lot of people. Um, you know, I have people contacting me almost every day now, you know, what can I do to prep? I, you know, I, I, I just started, you know, could you give me any pointers? And so I'm giving people pointers. I'm not going to sit there and go, you know, fuck you. You should have did this years ago when we told you to. Right. You know, that's not the, um, that's not how I operate anyway. Uh, but it, 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 it's just a, it's not that it's, it's annoying. It's just, it sucks that people are waking up, but they're waking up when it's too late. And we knew this as preppers, we knew when a pandemic hits or when something bad hits, people were going to start scrambling. Meanwhile, we were the, you know, we were the, we were the laughing stock of the, uh, the nation. And now people are looking to us for guidance. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really interesting switch for sure. Yeah, it is, and and but you know what? Like I said, I I, I knew this was going to happen, so I'm not surprised. You know, um, none of it's surprising me. None of the the people contacting me, none of the news media is contacting us. Um, it's it's not a surprise. It's 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 to be expected. It's why I don't I don't laugh at people. I don't uh, told you so. You know, I just go okay. This is what you do. You know. Because I was, I was ready for. I was, listen, as a prepper, you get ready for a lot of shit, right? You get ready for everything. You even get ready for this. You get ready for people bombarding you with questions, and 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 tips and why and how comes, because we knew this was going to happen. So what specifically? If someone comes to you and is like, "I need help on how to prepare," like I'm sure there's people who are going to be listening to this that aren't necessarily prepared to deal with the current pandemic that we're dealing with. What is like a very like quick summary of, you know, what people should be doing, where they could buy these things, what specifically can they buy? 
Well, what specifically they should be buying now is food and water. Uh, food, actually, because our water supply is good. And instead of buying water, you should be getting water jugs or, or buckets that you can seal and store water in those. Um, but as far as food-wise, just go to the supermarket every day. Try to get there in the morning after the old people go. And either sit online or walk in and start buying canned goods. Even making – now, at this point – you might even have to start making sacrifices on eating certain things. Like vegans are always contacting me. I'm like, yo, you're a vegan out of luxury, not because it's it's how the world was 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 uh, run. Um, so I said you might have to start eating meat. You know, some people I never eat meat. I said you better start because you're not growing plants on on, on your windowsill, especially if you live in the city. If you live in a in the country, you can still get away with being a vegan. But if you live in New York City the likeliness of um, vegan meals go down. And not for nothing, but I, I call vegans on their bullshit because a lot of people are sending me pictures of vegan meals still on the shelves and everything else is gone. Mm. So what does that say about vegans? <laughs> they're not prepping. <laughs> they're not prepping or they're full of shit. And they're, they're buying all the meat stuff. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's 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 really interesting. Um, do you do you think people are prepping incorrectly? Like, is there? I think that's a good that's good advice on what to do. What's the kind of what not to do? Because I think part of the fear, um, in the, uh, part of the fear that a lot of people have right now is that people are kind of incorrectly prepping now for coronavirus, buying the wrong things. Um, is do you have any like do not do this strategy for right now? Yeah, don't be an asshole. Don't fucking run to the supermarket and grab 25 cases of paper towels. Mm -hmm. Only buy one or two a week until we get to a point where we're on complete lockdown, which I do see coming. The more I start talking to people in the um, in the know, the more they start mentioning, you know, the, they went from, oh, it's a possibility. It could happen to it looks like it's going to happen soon. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that being said, a nationwide lockdown seems to be eminent and we should start getting prepared slowly, not, you know, not fighting over cans and this, that, and just get enough, you know, get enough for like two, three months. Right. And then let somebody else get, uh, you know, canned goods and, and, and what you call it, paper towels and medical supplies for two, three months. You know, don't be the asshole that runs out and buys $1,700 worth of shit just so that you can sell it off to somebody else. Yeah, I guess there really is a fear in trusting other people in times like this. It's it's kind of hard to imagine that everyone, like I want to have faith in humanity, but it's hard to imagine everyone coming together and, you know, being kind in that sense or considerate um, with prepping. Like you kind of assume everyone, you know, will be selfish, which I, I, I guess you have to be to an extent, but I think too much could be detrimental. Well, there's, there's a side of being selfish, right? So now um, humans are, are selfish in nature. But when you when you start preparing, you start realizing that you don't have to be selfish. Right. Because... And you, you start realizing that if everyone prepared, everyone would be squared away. Hell, if 50% of the population prepared, you could feed one other person. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not the that's not the case. That's not what we're dealing with. We're, we're dealing with assholes and and people who are looking for opportunities to make money. 
those are the people who you smack in the back of the head with a baseball bat because those are societal uh, enemies. They're the people who, if the shit is really on and the, and the chips are down and there's no help, no cops, no military in the street, those are the people who are going to uh, inevitably rape the lust of, of the system. Yeah. I'm, I'm also interested, um, you know, with, with prepping, obviously stepping away from kind of coronavirus in certain time and specific times, um, you've been doing this for a while. Do you know about like how much money you've spent on this? Like I would assume you consider it, you know, to be a worthwhile investment. Um, but is it, does it take a decent amount of money to prep properly or no? Over the years, yeah, but that's over years. It's over like eight years of preparing. But I would I would say I spent a little over ten grand. Okay, that's not much when you're it's, talking it's, about eight years. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's not a lot of money when you think about it. There are people who who've invested. We're talking about two, three hundred thousand dollars worth. Yeah, over ten years. So I'm small. I'm small. Uh, small change compared to other people. Yeah. Like if I had my own land, do not get me wrong, I would have probably invested about that much. But I don't have an apartment, so I have to keep it simple. So, okay. So that's interesting because I know, you know, as much as we say some of it is kind of under that Hollywood lens, there's definitely, you know, I think a spectrum with preppers where there definitely are people building bunkers, having years worth of supplies, mounting guns around, you know, a shelter that they've built for themselves, you know, underground. Right. Um, but that's something that you think if, if you had the space, you would be interested in, in prepping to that extent? Yeah, absolutely. If I had the land, you know, I, I, I would definitely, um, I would definitely, I would have gone bananas. I would have had a, a garden. I would have had a chicken coop. You know, some livestock. You know that that's the kind of prepping I wish I would have done. Um, you know, like again, thinking that I I was going to retire in five years and get the hell out of the city. This happened a lot faster than. You know, I would have liked to have uh, happened. Mm-hmm. So we just have to uh, plan accordingly. Yeah. I have a sort of, I guess you could call it like a moral question. So like not to get Hollywood about it, but right. I think the, you know, the way we've seen prepping or, or the way we've seen, I don't want to call it apocalyptic, but kind of like a post-disaster. I'm literally in the middle of watching a movie now, which is so weird. I think it's called Light Light of My Life. Light of my life. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, so it's like Casey Affleck. It's like him and his daughter, and it's, you know, they survivalist kind of in a world, um, sort of post-apocalyptic in the sense that I think all the females have, like, died, so it's, like, just men on the earth, and they're moving, setting up camp, kind of going to houses, similar to The Road, um, which I think You're maybe You're watching it now? Are. Yes, I'm literally in the middle of watching it, before I even knew we were going to have this conversation. Um, okay. But you know, my question to you is like, do you, is that a situation that you see yourself prepared for as well? Like if you kind of had to be nomadic, bring your family, um, survive, use like wilderness skills, move place to place. That's something that, that you're prepared for as well. Yeah. I could, we can do it if we absolutely had to. Yeah. And that's, that's so interesting. And my question was going to be like, if you were able to have kind of that land where you set up, you know, a bunker, a garden, shelter, and things like that, and and you were housing your family and you had supplies, um, I this is in the scope of kind of like a movie, but you know, if if there if people were nomadic and that's what the world had become, and 
you people came across your shelter and bunker, would you be open to letting people in and kind of like sharing that experience with them? Or does that have to be a hard no for safety? Like, are you almost, are you prepared to make decisions like that? Okay. If I had land where I can take on some people, I would, but it would be people I know. Mm. You know, I wouldn't take on a stranger. The problem with, with, with helping people is, is, I can help people abroad, meaning if you need like some canned goods, I can give you uh, some cans. I can give you a bag of rice, but I am not going to sit there and entertain a total stranger without getting to know them because people are motherfuckers and people will, um, people will, how do you say? Take advantage, they will take of, advantage of you yeah. if they can yeah, and that that's the interesting thing about if if the world were to ever, you know, experience a situation like that, which we're talking about yeah. total disaster, completely changing the fabric of society or society doesn't exist. Um, it's interesting because it's yeah, how much can you how much trust can you put in the other people out there who are also looking out for themselves? When you were talking about that before, too, and you were saying how, you know, people go out and they panic by they buy all this stuff. And there's other people who are like, oh, well, I'm not going to do that because then it takes away from other people who need it as well. There's also some people that wouldn't necessarily do it, but they feel like now I have to because everyone else is going to panic by. Yeah. So now I have to panic by. And that's why also there's just like not enough supplies. Like they don't have enough medical supplies at the hospitals now because mm-hmm. like there's no masks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just like a, a lot of stuff like that. So it's just like kind of a vicious circle there. So I mean... You know, I I necessarily am not prepared and I'm not a a prepper by any means. But after having this conversation and obviously like we're going through a, you know, a a time where it would have paid off to to be prepared talking to you and kind of hearing, you know, it it just sounds very simple. Like it doesn't cost much money. It's over this course of eight years. And then when it happens, it's like you're you're chilling. You're not worried about it. There's no panic buying. There's no I don't have to rely on other people not buying the things that I need because I have it and I could store Mm -hmm. it and it's, you know, whatever. So I think that, you know, the fact that being prepared and prepping is just, it's only to your benefit. It's nothing bad, you know? Right. And the the thing with prepping is it also gets you prepared mentally for a lot of shit that can happen. So, you know, again, being prepared for this and watching this shit unfold is, um, it's interesting because, Exactly what's happening is what I've been thinking. Now, there are some people uh, emailing me some far off things that are going to happen. And I'm like, you know what? I entertain everything, right? I entertain uh, this ending in two months, which is highly unlikely, to this ending in 18 months, which is more like it. Uh, and that's the total, that's the, that's the full aspect of it. That's the, the virus dying off. That's the economy starting to bounce back. Because we're going to be in this rut with the economy for a bunch of years now. Mm-hmm. Um so the worse the economy gets, the longer this goes. So I entertain a lot of shit. I entertain martial law. I'm entertaining lockdowns. Um, I'm also entertaining that it might not go this far. It might just, you know, be uh, a soft lockdown, which New York City is sort of in. No one's saying it, but we're in a soft lockdown. Mm-hmm. No restaurants, no no museums, no Broadway shows, right? No eating out. So we're in a soft lockdown. Once we go to a hard lockdown, that'll be a different, uh, different ball game altogether. Yeah, I think, I just feel like we kind of all, in a way, have like a fantasy of being put to the test of like surviving, in that quote unquote like 
post-apocalyptic world. It's, I think it's, uh, and that's why it's interesting to to speak to someone who would potentially be prepared for something that dramatic, you know, because it's like, that's why it's fun to watch movies like that. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, I mean, I, I, I don't think I could even start a fire if I had to, you know, which I'm assuming is something you can obviously easily do amongst well, other things. I tell people all the time, they should be practicing this shit. They shouldn't, no, no one, they see that the problem with humans today is we become relied on a system that wants us to rely on them. Right. So we, we sit there and, and want to rely on the government to feed us and, and, you know, uh, take care of us when we get sick. Instead, we should be doing it on our own. This is what people were put on a planet for. We weren't put on a planet to rely on a system. So if this system was completely implode, which is like unlikely because there's so many things in place, but if it did, so many people would die. And not from sickness and illnesses, from not knowing how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if we ended up outdoors, a lot of people wouldn't know how to hunt. They wouldn't know how to get their own food. They wouldn't know how to dress their own food. They wouldn't know how to fish. These are basic human skills that we've forgotten. And in some form or another, we're going to start feeling it. People are going to, are going to start seeing this uh, because this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. That's the other problem. People do not see it that way. These young kids today who are running around going to a spring break, those assholes that were on a boat in Florida are going to get each other sick, and some of them are going to wind up going back home and taking it home to their parents. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. The kids can handle it. The older people can't. Yeah. it's uh, those, those people wouldn't survive very long outdoors, yeah, no. I don't think. No, no. A lot of a lot of people won't listen. Some people are smart. Some people can shoot from the hip, right? There's a movie with Ellen Page. Uh, I think it's called Into the Forest, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a really good survival movie. And uh, not a pandemic, but like an EMP happens, and it's two sisters surviving in these in those trying times. And they were shooting from the hip. They were reading books. They were trying to remember what their father taught them. So it was really good. Um, but there are people who can do that, but the rest of society who can't, well, they're fucked. I think also like what 80% of our population is in urban areas, which you kind of just have to assume that's a lot of people who don't have survival or outdoor skills. Yeah. Right. And they're, and they're, and they're as good. And I'm going to say they're as good as dead. Yeah. That's, that's me. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I also think like the biggest aspect too, for me, thinking about it, like being prepared, just mentally what that does to you, like, and your stress levels, like keeping them, as low as possible because a lot of people like you know although it is a, a time to be informed it's not a time for panic like if you're prepared there is no reason to panic and and that like would do wonders for like your mental health and like keeping your stress levels down is i know once this pops off i have canned goods i have water i have this i have that i'm prepared for this so i don't i don't have the same worries as a lot of other people you know and i just think about that aspect of it as well like that's a huge selling point for me as well as just being like if shit were to pop off i'm not necessarily in a panic because i'm prepared for this and you talked about that too of like you were already thinking about the possibility of this happening like for me before this happened we're not even thinking about it we're Mm -hmm. not thinking about there ever being a reason why we can't go outside or martial law or any of this but for someone who is prepping you see all the stuff on your counter every day it's like a 
subconscious reminder of like this could happen one day and you know just being prepared for it mentally and everything it just uh, makes for a smoother transition so kind of sold me on you know that to be honest like it's it just makes a lot of sense well yeah listen i mean now you see the problem is now it's making sense to people right Mm -hmm. right before again it was just a joke um that being said it's um i think personally it's imperative that everyone starts prepping out especially if this blows over or when it blows over this will um this is just something some people should start entertaining. To be self-reliant, shit, I'm not saying grab two sticks, run out in the woods and start a fire. But I am saying that we should be more self-reliant. We should start getting our own shit together, uh, possibly growing a garden on the rooftop of your building, things like that, you know, um, so that we're just not, because the government is being taxed right now. The shit that they're throwing at us, if you do the math, and I'm, I suck at math, man, but if you do the math, the government is not going to be able to keep this up too much longer. I give them six months before they completely implode and and won't be able to handle this. Yeah. No, I think, you know, me and Joe were talking before this of there's the silver lining in the sense that people can come out of this with a lot of good habits. I think a lot right. of skills um, that they didn't have before. And yeah, I think to, to what Joe was saying before, it's just, I think the average person walks around feeling invincible. Like, I think that's just, you know, that's, that's how we feel. And, you know, it's, it's a mechanism to get us through daily life. Obviously, if we walked around with the thought of we're all going to die one day and we're not invincible, that wouldn't be much of a society, but, you know, to have the awareness that disaster could happen and to be self-reliant, like you said, I think the word prepper, um, the connotation it's taken on is, you know, crazy, overdramatic, too much. What are you prepping for? Nothing's going to happen. But talking to someone like you, um, who, you know, seems reasonable about it, like you, you just are really making, I think us understand that, you know, it just means prepared. We prepare in so many things in our life. Um, and it's, it's, it's just being prepared for, you know, multiple outcomes. Well, it's like being prepared, uh, Car insurance. I, I try to make it as easy as people understand. We all have car insurance, right? Mm. But we also have some kind of insurance. Just in case uh, we get hurt, our car gets damaged, we have uh, phone insurance in case you lose your phone, right? This is like insurance. This is insuring me that my family is going to stay fed and healthy during trying times. That's all mm. it is. Yeah, that's a that's a great way of putting it too. And I think the problem with the with the whole prepper thing is that the only ones that get any sort of recognition for the most part are the ones that get blown out of proportion or the ones who are, you know, talking about like, well, you know, if a nuclear bomb were to land on my house, I have this underground tunnel and like they have all these like, it's like on the very grand scale, but you're just like, listen, I just, you need food and water. So we're prepared to like for the next nine months, if we need to, like that is a lot different than someone being like, buy all the shampoo you can because you might not be able to wash your hair. And yeah, like, I'm right. sure there's people out there like literally preparing for zombie apocalypses. Right. And like, obviously people take every aspect of life to the extreme. Um, well, but, yeah. you, know. you got people, you got people preparing for the zombie apocalypse with the coronavirus. You got people going, remember, and um, was it? I am legend. And, and I forgot the other movie, the zombie apocalypse was started because of a cure. And I was like, of course, of course, someone took that angle and <laughs> turned, into, turned into a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. 
Um, is there, you know, this, maybe it's an unfair question, but, you know, is there any desire, like, not that you're enjoying this moment because people are dying, obviously. It's a pandemic. Um, yeah. But do you ever almost hope for situations where you are able to kind of like prove your skills to yourself like you know we've 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 spoken to um soldiers and veterans before um or even like firefighters where it's like is there ever just that feeling inside even if it's suppressed where it's like you you want action to 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 kind of prove these skills that you've developed uh, yes and no. You know, I mean, one part, if we, I mean, like, listen, if I was single by myself, but I was a prepper, I'd be like, yes, let's, you know, let's get it on. But, um, you know, when you have wife and kids, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a different ballgame because now you don't want them to be affected by it. Um, but, you know, one, listen, one side is a little exciting because I'm like, how much uh, food, you know, like the rationing thing, for example, we already started a rationing protocol, right? Um, I mean, I'm still, we're still buying food. There's still food on the market. You mean your family? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the kids are not, they eating three times a day. Myself, I'm, I'm eating anywhere between two to one times a day. Right. Uh, and, and more like one times a day, just to have the food go a little longer. Um, because if I start rationing myself, I can sustain on one meal a day, uh, even with this bullshit going on. And I'll be fine. I mean, I might be a little cranky from time to time, but I'll be fine. Uh, because I do think this is going to go on a hell of a lot longer than, than six months. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we really appreciate, you know, the insight and uh, the honesty here. I think, especially in the times we're in, it, this is a really helpful conversation. Um, you know, I think people and us included are going to be able to, you know, take something out of it, even if it's on a smaller scale of you know how to start preparing for like you said what the next 18 months could be uh so we definitely appreciate it thank you yeah thank you man appreciate you appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today yes sir all right have a good one and uh stay safe out there you too guys be good see you Our sponsor for today is Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey. So things like uh, classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, graphic design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. Um, It offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting your life on hold. Uh, it's a very useful thing. I've used it a couple times for graphic design because it's always been something I wanted to get into. And now, you know, you just pay an annual subscription, which is less than $10 a month. Um, and you get to do that, especially when you compare it to pricey in-person classes or workshops and things like that. So if you want to take your creative journey to the next step and you want to, you know, get some new skills, definitely check out Skillshare. Um, but yeah, um, you can explore your creativity and get two months free of premium membership at Skillshare.com OPL. Um, definitely go on there and check out all the classes they have. I mean, I just read a couple of them, but there's a ton of classes you could take. Um, so go check it out because you might be able to get some some knowledge from there, okay? Uh, again, two months free with premium membership at Skillshare.com slash OPL. Um, uh, unlimited access to thousands of classes for free, okay? Just get started by joining today. Skillshare.com slash OPL, all right? Two months for free. Why not? All right? Free two months 
classes galore, skillshare.com slash OPL. All right, so. Joe's a prepper. I'm not, I'm just saying it, it makes a lot of sense because I, I will say that like the only people that get on TV, like the show is called Doomsday Preppers and yeah. they go to some random place where they have some guy with this like hidden bunker and it's all made out of like stainless steel and he's talking about how, you know, if there's going to be a chemical war one day and people mm-hmm. are going to be dying and like, look, I have like five layered of doors and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have a thousand things of shampoo and it's like, this is overkill, dude. Right, which not to say that can't happen, but yeah, is it worth the effort, the time, and the thought to prepare to that degree yeah. for something like that? Right, and it's like this. What this guy is, is is telling us is way more. It makes a lot more sense. It almost yeah. makes me want to be like, you know, well, why not? When we get out of this, like, why not just go get a bunch of canned goods and like keep it in the garage? Like, what's the difference? Just to be slightly more prepared. Do, when do canned goods go bad? Well, I think they have a shelf life of years which yeah is good you know yeah and it's just like it's like why not i mean it does make sense and and the one thing that he said that did really resonate with me is that like i consider myself like i don't like relying on people at all but we are as people in this world we are relying on the government and the in this in the system to take care of us and like and not taking care of ourselves you know and and like you think you're being self-sufficient but you are relying on a lot here but you can mm-hmm. use the system to your advantage and kind of prepare yourself that if I can't rely on a system because it's broken or because of whatever, um, that I can still survive. And it's not going to be like, well, what do I do now? Yes. And I feel like preppers definitely get a lot of shit because they a lot of them clearly lean a certain way. And I think there's um, a lot of distrust of the government. There's a lot of, you know, Second Amendment backers and things like that, which is understandable. Um, but I think the way you just put it is true. It's like, even if you're not someone who distrusts the government or, or thinks we don't need government or a system in place, um, just to have that fail safe of self-reliance, um, if the system does fail completely, why wouldn't you want to have some semblance of that? You know what I mean? Um, but it, 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 it's just... It's interesting to have this conversation now. And it's crazy to see, you know, to that point, like, when was the last time we, like, needed the government for something? You know what I mean? It's, like, it's interesting now where, like, when the government is really stepping in and kind of showing what government does for people and the decisions they have to make for the economy, um, for people, for businesses, to quarantine, to stop spreading a pandemic. So it's, you know, it's we're living through an interesting time too of so much government involvement where I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think a lot of it's necessary right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but it's interesting because that doesn't happen too often. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like I said, I think it just makes sense. And, and another thing that like resonated was he was talking about like car insurance. It's like people get at preppers because they're like you're saving for like it's probably not gonna happen and yes car accidents are way more common than you know situations like this but it's sort of the same thing and it probably costs less than car insurance fucking i know like i know that first fucking hand um but you you pay and you stack and you can I mean, you could use it along the way, theoretically, and be like, oh, I just need to use this can of whatever real quick. But, like, you can have that 
And then in the event that it happens, it's like, well, thank God I had that because it's yeah. the same thing with you like don't health, want it to happen. health insurance, for instance, which is like wildly expensive. And then on the off chance that you have to have a like a big cert, like a big surgery or something that would otherwise cost you like a hundred grand, right. you know, it's like, yeah, that's why it really that. fits like, into oh, that God. same context. Yeah, it does, um, and it makes it, it makes a lot of sense. It does it does make a lot of sense. I you know. I'm a little more optimistic about the world, but I yes. I think that there the general idea of prepping isn't crazy and it shouldn't have some like, you know, stigma attached to it. Like preparing at all. When is preparing a bad thing? I, I don't think it's like a bad thing. I, th- I don't think it can hurt anybody. Right. It's negative in this sense for some reason. But that is, again, just the ho- the Hollywood aspect of it and people who take it to the extreme. Yeah. There's obviously people out there who just, you know, take it too far. But, yeah, it's it's not it's not a bad thing. Also, like the survivalist aspect is really interesting to me right. to be prepared in that way as well. Because there's one thing to stock up on goods it's another thing like i think we'd be lying to ourselves if we didn't wish we all had certain basic skills yeah. to i don't know know what direction you're going in <laughs> like yeah i don't even know where west know, is. like where the north star is uh know just how to you know get around a sense of direction fire cooking like and very basic things when you really think about it now with the way the world is going where technology is so prevalent and things are just becoming more and more you know technology based we're losing these skills we're becoming further and further distant from these like skills like, and there's I, also no reason to acquire them ex- that's what i mean our, in in our lives right yeah. there's no reason to have them but you know these things can happen and they will continue to happen for the rest of time like things like this will pop up i mean it, it just history repeats itself and it happens every like 100 years or something mm-hmm. something like a pandemic or whatever um but i think that it would be even more important now to have these skills because we are in a in a world where not a lot of people are having this like maybe 30 years ago or 40 years ago there was a higher percentage of people that knew a little more about a lot of other things you know, but now we rely so much on technology. We have instant gratification from like, oh, there's an app for this. There's that. There's that. There's that. I don't have to worry about where I'm going because I have GPS. But before that, people had to know shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like my dad knows how to get to here from to Alabama. I don't know fucking how. <laughs> people used to read maps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's like that's a different kind of skill than anything else. Like now that you have GPS, you don't ha- you don't have to do that. Like, oh, I don't have that. But like, if GPS was just not a thing anymore. How are you going to get around? Yeah. When the systems fail, if technology is not available, if we lose the kind of blanket of convenience that allows us to live the lives we live. Are you still self-sufficient? Exactly. And that's being actually self-sufficient. Yeah. And look, I'll say the answer is no, but it's 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 something to think about. Um, You know, also that guy really hates vegans. (laughs) Yeah, he hates you. I'm not like a real vegan. I didn't. No, I didn't I bring it up. I'm like, ninety percent vegan. That I would consider that eighty percent vegan. I would consider that pretty. I'm vegan. vegan like on the weekdays. I don't subscribe to one diet, but I'm fairly vegan. Okay, that's all. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't gonna tell that guy that. Yeah, no. <laughs> it would have fucked um, you up. Oh yeah. 
Um, but yeah, really, really cool because I think this is um, just the perfect time to have a conversation like that. And I'm really glad that we were able to speak to someone, um, you know, kind of reasonable about the way that they prep and right. not, you know, something more shock value that's kind of out there. Right. While that's a fun conversation as well, I think for for what globally we're all going through right now in this pandemic this is a very interesting conversation to have and, and that was the perfect person yeah i agree um so for anyone out there who you think if you have a good um thing for the show definitely don't hesitate to re- reach out go to oplshow.com slash contact send us an email and if it fits we'll schedule something out yes and uh like joe said in the beginning we are on youtube so if you're listening to this you can also watch it at youtube.com slash other people's lives we're on instagram at opl podcast uh leave a rating and a review on itunes because that always helps and you know most of all um stay safe out there Mm -hmm. stay sane if you're isolating um social distancing is it's tough it's not what we're used to but um yeah, I think, you know, like, like we touched on, I think a lot of good habits can come out of this and uh, we'll all learn a lot about ourselves, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. And that is all. See you guys next time.